Welcome into the In the Money podcast for KeelanSelect.com for Friday, April 7th. We're back to doing our daily podcasts. Tom Leach and Jim Goodman, Keelan's Director of Wagering Development, since the Keelan Spring Meet is getting underway. So every day we'll take a look at the late pick four and analyze the stakes races for you and give some tickets to play. And uh, it's uh, fun to be back with looking at the races at Keeneland Gym and uh, no significant changes as far as the wagering menu, right? Turf pick three is the all turf pick three is back. The $3 bet you guys put in all the normal stuff. There's uh, all stakes pick fours and picks fives on Saturday, right? Yes. And that all stakes pick five is uh, one of the three pick fives. So um, Saturday's kind of different because bluegrass stakes is run as the ninth race. And we had to do that to uh, make a TV window for NBC and so uh, it's the night, so we'll, we'll end the pick five and the pick four that we'll be looking at uh, on Saturday's podcast with the bluegrass. But there's also a late pick five that starts that bluegrass is actually in the middle of and a late pick four that bluegrass is part of. So got all kinds of wagering opportunities. By the way, with NBC, uh, we just found out that they're extending their window to 4 o'clock to 6 o'clock, so they're going to have three stakes races on for us. Uh, oh, good. Starting with, the, starting with the Madison, and we had to move the post time back to like 4.04 to get it on. But we're going to have uh, three great races on there, and, uh, obviously uh, capping it off with the Bluegrass, and then uh, NBC will be carrying the Senate Derby as part of that, too. All right. That's good to hear. Uh, all right. Let's jump into the opening day card. We'll take a look at the late pick four, which includes three stakes races, but there is a pick five that starts in race six, and you've got a Wesley Ward trainee coffee maker who's a heavy favorite in there. So if you like our pick four ticket, you could consider singling coffee maker and get doing the uh, making it a pick five. Uh, Jim, let's start with race seven. It's the Lafayette for three-year-olds going seven furlongs, and uh, I thought this was a well-matched group. Where did you land? Yeah, I thought so, too. I, I, I'm between three horses, and I really couldn't choose one. I mean, if you look at the buyer numbers, Ajazi looks like a standout. But um, they're shipping him cross-country, only running California. So sometimes those horses don't adapt to the cooler weather and or the different surface over here. So um, I think he's going to be the favorite in here for Bob Baffert, but I don't think he's a slam dunk. I think uh, Gulfport coming off a long layoff. It's been off since October 1st when he ran the Champagne. I mean, they had derby hopes for this horse last year and ran the hopeful and, and obviously became a sprinter, And but was one of the best two-year-olds and has not raced as a three-year-old yet. But if you go back two races, he ran three lengths behind Forte. He was going to be a strong Kentucky Derby favorite. Um, so this horse has raced against the best of his generation and has always gone off as a favorite. That might end today because I think Ajazi will be the favorite. Also going to use Corona Boat for Brad Cox because it's Brad Cox and Florent Giroux. But this horse tried the Derby Trail and uh, didn't make it uh, in the Southwest. Ran just ran really badly. It w- went off at two to one. Don't know what happened, but he came back in the six furlong race at Oakland. So they decided to go the sprint route with him as well, stretch him out to seven furlongs. He's going to be fit off that mile in the sixteenth race in at January in Oakland. So <clears throat> even though he's not a Derby horse. He's, he's a strong contender in here. I can't pick between those three. If you made me pick one, it would probably be Corona Boat just because of the recency and the fact that Hajazi is changing to the East Coast surfaces. So, uh, But I'm going to use three of the pick four. Yeah, I'm uh, with you on Corona Boat. That's where I landed as well. I really like that improvement last time. A 93 buyer on March the 5th, running against older horses too. Horses three for three in races around one turn. So I'm 
going with Corona Bolt, but I like Gulfport. Uh, I thought he played just a really tough schedule, so to speak, last year and uh, was second to Forte at uh, the seven furlong distance at Saratoga. So, you know, I think the distance will be no problem. Hajazi, I've got to use, but I'm, I'm not uh, convinced he's uh, you know, the, uh, the best of this group. I, I'm a little skeptical of the California three-year-olds this year. So I'm going to uh, use him on, on a pick four, but uh, take a little stand against him within the race. Lugan Knight, I thought, was a little interesting. One here last fall, had trouble in the Gotham, and if, they, uh, if the pace really were to heat up in this race, I think that horse could uh, be uh, a little dangerous and could certainly uh, figure into exactas or if you play a, a try. So Corona Bolt for me in the Lafayette. Next is race eight, second leg of the pick four, the grade three Kentucky Utilities Transylvania. Three-year-olds on the turf going a mile and a 16th. I went for a bit of a price here, 12 to 1 on the morning line, and the winner is for Wayne Catalano. This horse loves Keeneland. Uh, he's two for three on the Keeneland turf course and broke his maiden very impressively here last year. And uh, I actually bet him in the Breeders' Cup race. Um, and the horse uh, ran an 85 buyer on January 28th at Houston. If he's back to that, he's a major player. The race at the fairgrounds last time was kind of a clunker, but he did have some trouble. So I'm going to take a bounce back on the Keeneland turf course for and the winner is. Nobody else in the field has won a race on this turf course, and that experience on this grass is often uh, very beneficial. I think the 12 dude in Colorado is uh, – Maybe the one to beat in here got good speed, so enough speed to get a position. And I think going a mile and a 16th, you can do that from the 12 hole. A Rad Ortiz rides. He's going to be riding every day of the, the spring meet here at Keeneland. Uh, the nine, Nagarok for Graham Motion. Flavian Pratt has run well here. Didn't win, but uh, ran well here. So I think that horse uh, is definitely in the mix. Carl Spackler I'm going to use just uh, off that impressive maiden win. And it's Chad Brown. I mean, it's a significant class jump to beat these kind, but um, just in case the horse is something extra special, uh, I think uh, you got to take a look at him. Web Slinger is also a little intriguing for Mark Cassie, a uh, horse that uh, ran second to dude in Colorado last time. Um, but a little bit of a price for me on top, and the winner is. How about you, Jim? I think the key in this race is it's wide open. Um, I took another 12-1 to shot on top. Wonderful justice for Brad Cox. When you're looking at 12-to-1 horses that we're picking as winners, and they're two separate 12-to-1 horses, you probably ought to go deep in the pick four here. Wonderful Justice comes off a, um, a, a gutsy win in the black gold, the list of stakes um, at Fairgrounds, and uh, showed a lot of guts in that race. Uh, got, was Had some trouble at the start, uh, just barely got up at the wire, but moved forward from a maiden special weight. Um, Lightly raced, has a lot of improvement uh, to do, and, and maybe taking on these horses at this level might be a uh, too big of a jump, but Brad takes him from a list of stakes to a grade three, logical move, and I think the horse has a lot of upside. Uh, and the winner is, I'm going to use for Catalano for all the reasons you said. He's played the tough schedule. He actually won the Bourbon last year at, at uh, Keeneland, so, um, and that got him into the Breeders' Cup Juvenile Turf, where he got beat by three and three quarters lengths. You're in seventh, but he really showed a good showed a good uh, turn of foot that day, and I think he likes the track. Web Slinger for Mark Cassie only ran a half length behind Dude in Colorado, as you mentioned, and I think he has a chance to move forward. He was third off a layoff. 
Duden, Colorado, and Carl Spatcher got to got to use them on the outside because of Pletcher and Chad Brown. I don't like the post positions. I think Iran can get Duden, Colorado to the lead from out there because he's got plenty of early speed. But uh, sometimes it takes out takes a lot out of the horse to do that. And there's some other horses in here that got a shot. You didn't mention Mo Stash for Vicky Oliver. And she always gets her horses ready here. And Saez takes that mount, uh, ran into, into, at Tampa, and Saez rode him there. So he rides him back, by E6 buyer. So he's got a shot. I think it's just a wide open race. you got to go really deep to this one and maybe single somewhere else. Yeah, I think you're absolutely right about that. Uh, next up is the grade one Central Bank Ashland for three-year-old fillies on the road to the Kentucky Oaks. Uh, for several years now, this race has been a real good predictor of horses that are going to run well in the Oaks. Uh, so keep an eye on, on that for uh, how this race plays out. You've got the Breeders' Cup Juvenile Phillies winner and the Eclipse champion, Wonder Wheel, making her second start as a three-year-old in here. You've got a uh, really exciting prospect from uh, Brad Cox making her stakes debut and just to her third lifetime start. Uh, where did you land? How about on those two? <laughs> I uh, Yeah, and the other thing you, you you didn't mention about this race is not only is it a predictor of the Oaks, but the last two years, the uh, three-year-old um, Philly Eclipse winner came out of this race with Nest last year and Malathot two years ago. So uh, Wonder Wheel is the logical choice here just because she's won two races right here. And she won the Alcibiades last year, a thrilling uh, nose victory over Chop Chop. And we all thought that day that Chop Chop would move forward. Well, Wonder Wheel is the one that moved forward. And won the Breeders' Cup Jugo Phillies by three lengths here in a, just a dominating performance. Came back in the Sun Coast at Tampa, not cranked for that race at all. Lost by neck at one to two. I know people that uh, bet on her were disappointed, but I think it's just a race to get ready for this one. And I think she moves forward off that, and I think she's the most likely winner here. However, Punch Bowl is a horse that moved really forward at, in the Oakland meet. Broker Maiden first out and then came back and won by four and a half in an optional hundred thousand dollar claiming race. Um, don't know how tough that was, but she looked really good that day. And her speed figures are better than anything Wonder Wheel has done. So you have to use those two. Julia Shining uh, ran really close to Wonder Wheel at in the Sun Coast and showed good improvement from two to three. Don Fletcher, obviously, Luis Saez, obviously. If you went three deep, that would be the one I would use. Um, Guns and Graces for Chad Brown coming out to Devona Dale. And I think they thought uh, she would run a little bit better there. Uh, I cannot believe that a Chad Brown horse went off at 28-1 to 1 in the Devona Dale and finished second to, to a horse named Darth Boder, and the exactor was unbelievable. But they move her up. I don't think she's got a shot here against the class, but uh, interesting move for Chad Brown. Wonder Wheel's my pick. Punch Bowl's my second pick, using them both in the pick four. You know that uh, I am a, a sucker for trying to find a price, and uh, so I, I am actually going to take Guns and Graces on top. And what uh, seduced me there was going back in and watching the video. Uh, the horse breaks just okay. I, I wouldn't say you know she had a necessarily a bad break. Just kind of you know came out and didn't do a lot of running early. And you think you even turning for home that uh, you know she's not going to get anything. And all of a sudden, in the stretch, this horse explodes. And it was just how visually good it looked to me. Big improvement in the buyer number. Now, she's still got to improve to get to where she'll need to be to win this race. But off what I saw there, I think she is going to improve and, and have a shot at 8-1 uh, to one on the morning line. Uh, my 
probably get a little less than that. But I just loved how that race looked. And off that, I'm going to take a shot up within the race. I'll just play key her in exactas with punch bowl and with wonder wheel. And even if guns and graces get second, the exacta could uh, come back uh, nicely, but I'm going to make guns and graces mainly the key horse for me, but I'll, I'll take a, go ahead and take her on top. And then uh, I'll use all three of them when we get to the pick four. The last leg of the pick four is three-year-old Philly Maidens on the turf at a mile and an eighth, which is just interesting angle because a lot of them won't have any mile and an eighth experience. Um, I thought Haystack and Doral both looked really good. The Gulfstream shippers in these maiden and allowance races on the turf course are always strong in the spring. Both of these horses come out of Gulfstream. Uh, Haystack for Chad Brown, uh, her uh, three-year-old debut, uh, the number was her best yet. Doral's for Bill Mott and did run a mile and an eighth last time, which is a, a nice plus. Uh, if you go deeper, I thought Idle Chatter, second in a Gulfstream maiden race. Uh, Julia Leperu riding is uh, worth a look. I think at eight to one. Uh, Lil Miss Moonshine, you get uh, Arad Ortiz. Now, this one's coming in from Tampa, but uh, her form's been solid. Uh, if you want to go deeper, um, the Four Horse, I think that's Renumbrous uh, Maker, I believe. And the uh, thing I didn't like there, you get Johnny V, but 0 for 8 already on her race record. So I thought uh, downgraded her. Uh, penumbrous uh, maker on uh, that angle. So um, I'm going to go too deep in the final four with Haystack and Doral. How do you see the 10th? I think it's an open race. <clears throat> I don't disagree with your two top choices, but I do like uh, it's penumbrous maker, I think. That horse has been consistent with, with the, her buyers. She just hadn't found the right place to win. She finished second twice and, and third three times in her eight races. And she's going from Lionel Reyes to Johnny Velasquez big move up there in the jockey quality. So uh, I, I give her a slight edge on top, even though she is 0 for 8. I don't like taking 0 for 8 maidens. Um, but she might just like the distance a little more, and she might have enough early speed. There's really no early speed in here except for the one horse, and Robin Sage is coming out of the poly track, and I don't think that that uh, she's not that quick. She just got, had weaker horses that she got the lead on. But I think Penumbra's maker has enough background and has enough solid races and Johnny V's on there that she might be able to get the lead and, and uh, steal off here. Going to use Haystack for Chad Brown. Got to use it. Uh, this this horse has caught some really tough races. There's uh, three out of the four races. The horse that beat her came back and won. Doral for Bill Mott. Two really good races to start off. Uh, finished second by neck both times at Gulfstream. And I only use best performer just because Jimmy Graham seems to do well at Keeneland on long shots. And this horse didn't take to the poly track last time out, and I think that's going to help her price. If you go back two to the fairgrounds, so she did really well and made a special weight, only lost by two and a quarter, to a horse named Girl Named Charlie who came back and won. And just like um, Haystack, she's faced some tough tough cookies here early uh, at Keeneland last year. She's also got experience over the track. So in her debut last year, uh, Juniper Marshmallow came back and won her second outing. So I think Best Performer has a shot at 12-1. to 1. I'm going to go, it looks like, four deep when we get to pick four. All right, let's do the pick four tickets. Uh, it starts in race seven. How does your ticket look? All right, I've got a $60 ticket, no singles, one three five with two three four eleven twelve with two fives. With four, seven, ten, eleven, and that is a even sixty bucks. I ended up with a sixty dollar ticket as well, structured just a little differently. One, two, three, five, with two, three, nine, eleven, twelve, 
with 235 with 710 for a $60 ticket. Uh, reminder that you've got the all turf pick three bet, the $3 pick three bet, and it starts in race six on the opening day card. Six, eight, and ten are the races that are covered there. Uh, otherwise, I think the wagering menu, uh, nothing that, uh, no changes there, right, Jim? That's right. Everything's the same. We've, we've got pretty much something for everybody. And that, again, the turf pick three starts in the sixth race with Coffee Maker, a strong favorite. So you might, uh, if you like Coffee Maker, you single her and go deep in the two races that we handicapped for you. If you don't like Coffee Maker and you want to play against her, and make a bigger score that might happen as well she only she's only raced once in the last 20 months but uh she got a lot of quality uh no really real changes uh three pick fives on saturday early pick four early pick five are the same uh all the minimums are the same and remember the turf pick three is a separate wagering event so when you're on your adw on your keyless select it will be listed uh, it'll come up as the same as the sixth race, but it will say Keeneland Turf Pick 3, and you choose that option on your menu. And obviously, folks that are listening to this podcast uh, know about Keeneland Select. I would just say, uh, if you have friends, a lot of times at, at the Keeneland meet, spring and fall, you've got people that aren't year-round horse players. Uh, spread the word about Keeneland Select. Rebates are really good, and uh, you know if you're listening to this, you know you get some uh, good content to go along with. You, being a Keeneland Select member, you get free admission to the track, which is also a nice plug. You get some nice perks to go along with it. So uh, just uh, spread the word to your friends, and uh, it's a way to play the races when you can't get out to the track for all these great races. It's going to be a fun meet. Get got uh, maybe the best jockey colony ever, right? Yeah, I rad going to ride the entire meet. Excuse me. So you look at the, the lineup for Friday and Saturday, we've got pretty much the top jockeys everywhere. Flavian Pratt's coming in. Rosario, everybody's coming. So, yeah, it's just like Keeneland always is. It's the greatest place on earth to be in April. Best of luck with your opening day wagers. Get that bankroll built early, and we'll be back every day for the In the Money podcast here at KeenelandSelect.com.